Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what's up? Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Super Bowl week. Welcome into the show, Bill Ryder, with you. A little sadness. Pangs of, of what could be today on the show because I am back in Los Angeles, California. Pretty daddy feeling down by himself in New York City. And as you know, the Super Bowl was from Vegas this week, so naturally I'll be in Miami starting uh, starting later in the week. Uh, Tommy, good morning. Good morning, Bill. It's not as happy a Monday this week. Yeah. You can't express yourself until I'm gone. It's just not the same, man. We've got Skype. It's like looking through that big mirror that separated us in the New York City studios. Only that mirror is 3,000 miles long, and it's not a mirror. It's technology. Miss you too, buddy. Yeah, it hurts to even look at you on Skype. (laughs) I know it does. Uh, A lot of things to get to. Obviously, tons and tons of Super Bowl talk coming up on the show. We will sneak in some other football talk, including... How does Cliff, you know people who fail upwards, stop looking at me like that, Tom. Tom's like, yeah, staring at me. Cliff Kingsbury just keep, keeps getting jobs. I don't get it. Good job, question mark, commanders. We'll get into that later in the show. We've got some brutal injuries in the NBA. I have a miracle. I have a I told you so. Why don't you deal with that miracle? I'm going to direct right at one Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer. Coming your way, Tom. Get ready for it. What? Yeah. Cocky guy. Wow. Know-it-all guy. Okay. What does your wife call you? Eeyore. Eeyore guy. Mr. Negative. Miracle. It's a bleeping miracle. Coming up later in the show. Buy or sell. The context version. Bill Belichick uh, did what every single person ever who has money leaves when they leave a community. Did he? Took out a full-page ad, and Tom is ready to make him a saint. He is ready to elect him president on this alone. Tom is, this is the greatest thing Tom has ever seen in his entire life. (laughs) You're so into it. All right. You're right? I'm good. I'll make it. You're so into it. I haven't been to Tom's home, but I picture him ordering like 7,000 copies of the Boston Globe that has the ad and just it is his wallpaper. The goodbye message from Bill. Hey, everybody. Thanks for making me rich. Love Bill. Yeah, that guy's classy as hell. All right, 855-212-4CBS, you want to call us. So most of the shows, a lot of the shows, I shouldn't say most of the shows. I think Maggie and Perloff are in Vegas this week. Jim Rome, 
is in Vegas this week. Zach Gelb is in Vegas this week. Is that the extent of it, Tommy? Do we is is Jr. in Vegas? Amy's in Vegas this week, so you're gonna get a, the shows always sound different when they're at Super Bowl week. There's some background noise. There's a bunch of guests. It's it's beautiful chaos. We're not doing that this year. We made the decision to to stay. Well, in New York, L.A., and then it turns out Miami, because that's where you always go. You go to the other side of the country. So we'll have more of a straight show. Pretty excited. Uh, We'll have Will Brinson on the program tomorrow. We'll move some things around. We're pretty fired up. And we want to try to focus really on the fact that that Chiefs Niners is the main thing to talk about this week. And in thinking about the game, and not just thinking about it, in talking about this upcoming Super Bowl, there will be so much conversation on this show about Patrick Mahomes. In every show, and I'm sure that I'll ask Steve Berline about Mahomes, and he is 100% the straw that stirs the drink. I can never get that expression out. I always want to say the drink stirs the straw, but it doesn't. Look, Mahomes is magical. Whether he can be the greatest of all time is at this point a health game and a numbers game. He has taken the Chiefs six years ago and transformed them from a pretty hapless organization, despite a good year with Alex Smith, to the force in football. Just like the Patriots, the greatest quarterback of this generation has made his team the greatest team of this generation, just like Brady did for New England. And in the years ahead and in the years before, and maybe to a certain degree, we'll see on Sunday, Mahomes will be the one who raises up the Chiefs, who batters down the enemies, who makes them champions again. But this season is unique, and this Super Bowl is unique, and we've talked about it on the edges. The fact is that for the first time in the Mahomes era, Patrick Mahomes really doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes for his team to win the Super Bowl. And he still can be. And it's not like he's having an off year. I'd actually argue, and many people have, that he's having one of the best years of his career, given the number of drops that you saw it really in the regular season, given the difficulty of the Chiefs trying to figure it out, given the close games that they played. Remember, the Chiefs lost the opener all the way back against Detroit. Now, that turned out to be a really good Detroit team that probably should be playing the Chiefs here in the Super Bowl, obviously weren't able to, to hold on to that lead. But it was not doom and gloom, but it was hard, and it was difficult. And it wasn't the ease with which the Chiefs usually dominate their division and dominate the AFC. And Mahomes is the, big, is the reason they're here. But that defense, man, that defense for Kansas City has been so good. And a Steve Spagnola, Spags defensive coordinator, a Spags-led defense Every year, we've had Brady Papinga on, who's walked us through this. We've had Kirk Morrison on, who's walked us through us. Guys who played, including Brady, under Spags. The way that a Spags defense works, it's it's very complicated. It's very high risk. You see a lot of times the Chiefs will have interesting stats where they let teams get into the red zone with some ease in the years past, and then they really clamp down, and that gets more and more true as the season goes on because you're talking a high-risk defense that apparently is very difficult to execute. Like a complicated offense, it's complicated, and it takes the team a while to figure out. But Spags has been the defensive coordinator for a long time now. And you've got guys, Chris Jones and, and, and the like, who have been on that team for a minute now. And so what you have is a Chiefs defense that understands largely what that coordinator wants them to do, what Spags is about. And now you're starting to see that Chiefs resolute ability to shut teams down, not when they're at the 12-yard line or the 15-yard line or the 18-yard line, anywhere on the field, and especially in the second half. Because, again, this is a team and a defense and approach that, that if it works, improves as things, as things progress, seasons and games. And this year, the Chiefs' defense, and I'm going to give you the stats, has been a force of nature. 
They haven't had to be because Mahomes has been bad. He's been great. They have had to be because Mahomes has been throwing to basically me and Pretty Daddy, dropping the ball again and again and again in the regular season. Now, they've won the Chiefs a bunch of close games, and Mahomes obviously has been a huge part of that. But there's a scenario where Mahomes can have a basic game, not because he plays poorly, but because he just can be, where he can go into game manager mode and this defense can win the game. And the scary thing for the Niners, and I think the difficulty in trying to figure this game out, despite where the line is, is that if the Chiefs defense doesn't play well, and and really what I should say is if Brock Purdy rises up to another level of excellence, if this ridiculous Arsenal and McCaffrey and Debo and all these other guys, Kittle, if that offense is as high-powered as it can be, whoever they're playing, Chiefs defense included, certainly Mahomes is capable of out-battling those guys, of keeping his team in the game. But there's a scenario and there's a world where Mahomes doesn't have to be Mahomes, where the defense alone can be enough. This Kansas City defense, and remember, I I just want to, because we get so used to things, we become so accustomed to things, that we don't realize how remarkable the remarkable is if we are in front of it every single day. Pretty Daddy would argue that that's true for him, that we don't, that we take him for granted. I would more say if you watch Tiger Woods play for years, you forget that that's not normal. That if you watch Shohei Otani long enough, that you forget you're not supposed to be able to pitch and to hit. That if you watch Tom Brady dominate for 20 years when he does it at 103 years old or whatever it was that Tampa Bay season, that you kind of take it for granted. And I think that has been true too for this Chiefs team because in past years, if the Chiefs had a literally a top 20 defense, the the argument went, oh, they're they're going to win a they're going to win a Super Bowl. It was when they were awful and still won one. That I was like, ah, we'll see, it's a coin flip. The Chiefs' defense is extraordinary this year. And that fact, we take for granted the significance of it because we take Mahomes for granted. And we just assume that they've always had a great defense because they keep winning Super Bowls and they've made now six consecutive AFC Championship games. Obviously, they just won the last one to get to the Super Bowl. No, man, this is by far the best defense they've ever had under Mahomes. And do you know what the, before this season, by far the best defense they had other than this season? By far, last season's defense. And you know what happened? The Chiefs won the whole thing. Uh, the defense has allowed 289 yards per game in the regular season this year. That is second in the National Football League. 289 yards per game. Also known as three quarters usually for Patrick Mahomes. Not really, but sort of. That is astounding. The average yard allow, yards allowed in the playoffs this year is 326. In fact, Kansas City's defense has allowed 17.3 points per game in the regular season to go with those under 300 yards. Because sometimes you've got to look at the points per game, and sometimes offense will turn the ball over, right, and that'll skew the stats a little bit. No, man, Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over very much. They've been great. That was second best in the National Football League. So whatever standard of metric you want to measure the defense by, yards allowed, points allowed, they're basically one of the best, the second best team in the game. Casey's defense has allowed 6.8 points per game in the second half of games this regular season. And that's the stat that I was sort of referencing, that in the second half they have been utterly and totally astounding. And that has not gone away in the postseason. That's not something that evaporated against this kind of this kind of level of opponent. They allowed, what, no points in the second half against that Dolphins team. Which, remember, was supposed to be a tough draw. Chiefs were expected to win, supposed to be a tough draw. They allowed seven points in the second half against that Bills team. Seven points that they needed. Remember, the Chiefs didn't score. Same logic applies. I'm not sure if Mahomes, it's not that Mahomes couldn't do it. I'm sure he was trying, but he was able to go into a different mode, less, you know, more, didn't have to be, could be risk averse because they could win with the defense. AFC Championship game, the Chiefs scored three points in the set, allowed three points in the second half. 
This is a Chief team that dominates defensively. That is new and that is rare. Do I think Patrick Mahomes can go out there and put up 42 points against a really good Niners defense? Yes. Do I think Chase Young showing up and playing would help? I think probably that would be significant. He hasn't. We'll get into some of those details as the week goes on. Do I think that you are looking at a Niners team that has been on the verge several times of being Super Bowl champions and have either under Shanahan come up short or in this era, which I think we probably need to call the Brock Purdy era, came up short last year because of injury? Yes. And there's a certain motivation of that. And again, that's just like with the Chiefs. You can almost underestimate the excellence of the Niners, even though they're here and they've been great. And except for that three-game stretch in the middle of the season when Debo was injured, by the way, other than that stretch, they were largely considered the best team in the NFL for the entirety of the season. They're amazing. And there's a lot of factors that are going to go into this. I trust Mahomes. Not only trust, we know unequivocally that Mahomes can win a game by himself at this level in the Super Bowl, fourth quarter, second quarter, whole game, whatever. We know what he can do. We think Purdy's got that. There's been all these silly debates about whether he's a good quarterback or a bad quarterback. Does he deserve praise? The guy has gotten his team here, has an incredible record over the course of his career. It's not a question of whether Brock Purdy's outstanding. It's a question of how he can be when trying to compete against Mahomes in a game. Nobody argued last week whether Lamar Jackson was outstanding. Two weeks. Yeah, last week. Week and a half ago. It was whether he could compete against Mahomes, and he couldn't. Mahomes' presence, and I keep saying this, it does impact guys on the other side of the football. There is a physical sense of dread when you go up against an all-time great. That's why I keep bringing up Tiger, because it's the most obvious obvious example of guys being less of themselves simply because Tiger's out there. It was true for Brady. It's true for Mahomes. All of those things could just be enough for the Chiefs to win it. What's amazing about Kansas City is that they have a defense now. That the quarterback who might be the best of all time, who's only lost three playoff games in his career, and by the way, two of those were to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl and in an AFC Championship game. And the AFC Championship game was, I believe, Mahomes first, and it was in overtime. And then against a guy named Joe Burrow that we've forgotten. So look, a lot to talk about this week. Going to be a great week. We will give you a breakdown maybe tomorrow on what the why the Niners can win it. But the overarching reality for me is the most important glaring fact staring at everybody that we haven't paid enough attention to because we take for granted the fact that Mahomes has been the guy, not the defense, almost every year as they've made these runs. Last year, the defense was better. This year, the defense is arguably the best in the National Football League. It is the second best in the regular season by any metric, but the fact that it is outstanding and almost unscorable upon in the second half, and that they have continued that fact, they've allowed, they've had three playoff games, they've allowed 10 points over the course of the entire second half of this season, of this postseason. 10! That is, that's insane! So, Let's do some math. If it's 10 in the second half, right, total, that would be 20. Over the, if they played that level over the course of a whole game, 20 points ain't enough to beat the Chiefs. It's just not. The Chiefs' defense shouldn't be a secret weapon. It shouldn't be this fail-safe from Mahomes that people don't understand. But at least for all those of us that are fans, it is. Because Mahomes' light shines so brightly, it obscures sometimes the other things that are out there. This is a different level of Chiefs' team because of that defense and the Niners will have to be a different level of, of opponent if they're going to win. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I'm really excited. The next segment we call the 20, right, because it sort of takes place at, you know, if you're on the East Coast, 1020 and 720 out here and 920 if you're in, like, Iowa, Central Time where I grew up or 
do the math, 820 if you're in the mountains or somewhere in that in that range. I've got a lot to, to sneak in. Um, emotional Grammy moment. That's just, I think the Grammys are usually stupid. I think most award shows are usually pretty stupid. Pretty neat moment. I've got a miracle that happened. That's a, you know, shove it down your arrogant face Tom kind of moment. That's a little aggressive. I didn't know where to go, but I went aggressive. I've got a new TV show for Tom and his wife that he'll never watch, and I got a sad update on Envy. But I think we'll probably start with the miracle that will result in Tom apologizing to me next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What a great song. Welcome back to the show. Bill Ryder with you, Writer Than You, CBS Sports Radio. Tom, did you... This is the number one song in America right now, by the way. Did you know that? I did know that. When when the remake, the country music music remake came out, I bought this song. I thought I'd owned it. I didn't. I owned it on a CD. I don't have those anymore. What a great song. Tracy Chapman. And was it Travis Scott? I'm not a country guy. Luke Combs. I wasn't even close. Luke Combs. Travis Scott's a country guy, though. Yes. Luke Combs. Don't make fun of me. You've never heard a Garth Brooks song. That's true. That's true. I didn't <laughs> know what crazy. song you were talking about this morning. Well, you put it back up. This is such a great, fast car. Great song. By the way, I saw Seth Wickersham at, it's like 4.30 in the morning, my time, tweet out, re-watching this, I'm getting teary-eyed, and I'm like, how could a duet, at the, and I watched it, and I got a little verklempt. I watched it live as well. I was I was shocked. It was the first performance of the night. They did it so early on. I was making orange chicken. I missed it. Enough with the orange chicken. So good, bro. What's wrong with the orange You know, you don't mean apology. You got I have a miracle. I love you, you don't. You, you don't tell me this prior to the show. Are you ready for the miracle? Uh, give it to me. I'm ready. I wore a white sweater, a white <laughs> hoodie, to <laughs> New to New York, and I stained pizza on it. And you and Bogus were like, you were like, it's stained forever. It's a permanent stain. Get rid of it. Don't even take it home. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, I called it a set in stain multiple times, and I didn't want to tell Lori about it. In fact, I I, I purposely did, and then she went and she listened. She likes Bum of the Week. And she wanted to know why I was making animal sounds. It was because of the sheep. <laughs> and in there, you you brought it up. You're like, oh, the sweater. And she's like, the sweater? I'm like, oh, uh, nothing. The hoodie. What do you? So I brought. I snuck it home. I used so much uh, stain removal stuff, and that baby came out, Tom. As good Eat as it. new now. As good as new. Wow. Eat it. Okay. So like a week old pizza yeah. stain, pizza grease. Now remember, because my wife and I. I, st- I stained everything. My wife, when I bought it, made fun of me and said, "This won't, you'll never get any use out of this. You should never have bought this. And I said, that's not nice. And then 
I wore it to New York and I stained it. I put that thing in my in my my uh, I had a I had a hotel little hotel room that had a fan that wouldn't turn off and a TV that didn't work and construction across the street next to Central Park. It was great. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> and I must have every day when I got home, I took that sweater, I put the water on the shower. It, it did have great water pressure. And I blasted, I mean, I blasted the stain with water. And then I would hang it up to dry for 24 hours and do it again. So I was, I was trying to keep it moisturized. I don't know. It worked. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm not sorry for being skeptical of that, that plan. Bad person. But you can say the words now. Because you said the stain would never come out and that I should not take it home with me. Yeah, I encourage you not to even bring it back to California. That would make you what? Would that make you right? What were the words that you would use there? Uh, no, that would make me wrong. That yeah. would make me wrong. That would make me wrong, and, and I should apologize for being wrong. If I could sing, I would sing, I got a clean hoodie. <laughs> but I can't. All right? All right? I'm glad it came out. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the stain came out. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm, the problem is I'm going to stain it again. But for now. I'll agree with that. I've got to leave tomorrow for Miami. We've got our TV operations for CBS Sports HQ, our split between, between Stanford and Miami. And I Stanford's outside New York City. So I was in New York City last week doing that. And I got to see you. And then I think the folks down in South, South Florida got jealous. Or they all left for the Super Bowl and were like, okay, Ryder can come since no one's here. 50-50. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to that, that office, and I think there's three people that are working there this week. <laughs> I actually believe I'm there to run the teleprompter. I'm not sure what's going on. Bill, over here. We need you over here. <laughs> we, we've also got a new NBA show launching with me, Ashley Nicole Moss, John Gonzalez. I think it's going to launch maybe next week. It'll be five days a week, live on YouTube Live or something. Is that a thing? Uh, it'll be on CBS Sports Network, I think, eventually at times. You can get the podcast version. So more of me, Tom. So when you're going home and you miss me, you can just download the new the new show. We'll give you the name when it gets officially approved. I'm pushing for Bill Ryder and two other people. But it's <laughs> I been don't think that's going to <laughs> It's been frowned upon. I'm not pushing for that. But I'm pretty excited. Really great crew. Going to be really fun. Five days a week. NBA content. As I told you, I'm happy for you, and I already told you how I will uh, consume the show. You know I'm podcast guy. I'll get the audio version on the train on my way home. Looking forward to your notes, which will be I didn't listen to it. <laughs> um, Joe Embiid obviously has been injured. The news came out yesterday, team statement. I think a Woj report and a team statement fairly simultaneously. The team statement is he's having a procedure. Did you see they use the word procedure twice. As I understand it, I am not a doctor, and I did not stay at whatever hotel I have to the night before to pretend to be one. As I understand it, it is a surgery that they're, that they're using. They're playing word games. Uh, Woj is reporting that there's an expectation that he could miss significant time. That is what I've heard from people in that organization. There's a sense of overall gloom, and I don't have a lot to say other than Embiid was having one of the great seasons in the history of the NBA. The Sixers, as a result, were absolute contenders. Remember, this is not a Doc Rivers-led team anymore. It's Nick Nurse. Doc Rivers is over there in Milwaukee blowing 19-point leads. Or whatever's, whatever's going on. Is that a buy or sell? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> whatever's going on over there. Um, by the way, I um, and I'm just going to be honest, I didn't watch any NBA games last night because I am, last night was kind of my one non-work night with my kids, although then I did get called on TV for Embiid. Uh but I always know what happens with Doc Rivers teams because people just text me around the league and colleagues. I got several texts. <laughs> My phone will start to vibrate, and Lori will say, is that breaking news? I'll say that or Doc Rivers just lost a game. That's kind of how that goes. <laughs> uh, 
Embiid's team had a chance this year. I, I think Nick Nurse is a great coach. Tyrese Maxey, who will put up some massive numbers without him, uh, is a legitimate, I think, number two. Tobias Harris has played really well under Nurse. They've been really good defensively. I it was announced they're they're not they. Some, I was asked on on TV, Tom, by an anchor, what other trades or what can they do? And the answer is it's nothing. I mean, they can make some trades and they can try to put a bandaid on it, but they are not an NBA championship contending team without Embiid. And what they have to do is hope that he returns at some point in the regular season or playoffs and that they are still alive if it is the latter when, when we get to that. There, it, is, it is bad, bad news. Now, you, I know you're trying to hold it in because it's a bummer, have a slight smugness about you because you think he's hurt because he chased 70 points. I would respectfully disagree. I also had somebody ask me on TV basically say, hey, you're, you don't mind the 65 game mark, but have you changed your mind since he clearly got hurt from this? And I'm going to push back on that too. Embiid didn't go out there in that game against the Warriors because he wanted to be the MVP. He was never going to play all but five games going forward, even if he had been healthy. He was always going to rest because his body tends toward injury. I think he went out there because they lost a few games in a row because the Warriors are a big game. They're trying to stay atop the Eastern Conference. And I I do think there's something to be said about, there's no way to quantify this or prove this, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's pressure that the league puts on the organization, of like the Sixers, on a... It was NBA on TNT game. It was the only game that night. It was national. It was only a West Coast game that night. But Embiid got hurt, because not because he wanted to be MVP. He got hurt because he went out there when he shouldn't, which guys are going to do when they're trying to strike that balance, and Kaminga fell on his leg. Kaminga fell on his knee. So brutal, awful. feel bad for Sixers fans. My, my colleague, John Gonzalez, who we've had on the show, we should have again, we had an argument. Me, him, and Ashley had an argument where he basically said, I don't believe in hope. Hope is for su- I think hope is for suckers might have been the quote. I'm going to have to steal that. I like that. Yeah, I think. It was, that was the general emotional feeling. And I said, I was making the argument the Sixers can win the whole thing. We got a whole argument, and he came around. He's like, you're right. And then four days later, Embiid went down. So turns out if you're a Sixers fan, hope is for suckers. I didn't know. I know a few Sixers fans. I have a new TV show for you, Tom, as you wait for the Super Bowl. Now, in fairness, I watched almost all of this on my commute home on Saturday because I had an hour Uber ride to JFK, and then we I was at the airport forever, and then we got delayed, and then I had a six-and-a-half-hour flight. So I've had some, but I have a great show for you. Have you seen the movie with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt called Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I have. I want to say that movie's going on 20 years old. Okay, they... Amazon made a television show sort of off the premise. It's not the same characters, but it's the same company, right? Remember there's a company they work for? Okay. Spy company. Okay, yeah. It's got um it's got the guy from Atlanta who's amazing, Donald Glover. Yes. Childish Gambino. Yep. And an actress whose name I should probably know but don't. Okay. And a bunch of it's awesome. And how many episodes have you seen? I've seen all of them. Okay. There's eight of them. It's great. It's also about marriage. It really gets into marriage. Now, do we think this is setting up for, like, multiple seasons? I don't want to say too much because of how it ends. But I think you and Mrs. D-Cell, and I'm blaming you for this, but you and Mrs. D-Cell have not shown, what's the word I'm looking for? The the best taste in television shows, in my opinion. Ouch. Well, you guys rejected Ouch. Justified. Justified and the bear. I mean, that's... Again, let me just restate what I said. You have shown terrible judgment in TV shows because those are amazing. But I think this could be redemption for you and a show for you to watch if you're interested. 
I'm probably not going to watch it. Watch an episode. 30-minute episodes? 60-minute episodes? Not 60. 41, I believe. Okay. 41, 42 minutes. That's my wheelhouse. I can handle that. It's not, and it's very, it's funny. It's poignant. Now, right? how much of the same, like, if you haven't seen the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie, you're totally, totally fine? Totally watch it. Totally okay. watch it. Okay. Yeah. If you've seen it, it just enhances it. You know what? It's like, a, it's like wine. Do you have to have a great palate to enjoy wine? No. But if you've seen the show, it just adds to the palate a little bit. I'm not a wine guy. What is your wine? If you go to a, a fancy schmancy place or just a pl- and you get a wine, what, how are you ordering the wine? Uh, whatever my wife orders for me. I got nothing when it comes to wine. I know I don't want red wine. I want white, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Your wife, your wife orders your wine for you. Yeah, I don't drink wine, man. Like, I'm not, I know nothing about wine. I know you have to be fancy and, like, hold it a you certain way and, like, mix yeah. it around. You can just uh, drink it. And people, like, or they, they smell it, too. Like, get I'll lost. Smell it, yeah, some, yeah. I got right. nothing. Okay. I have absolutely nothing. So next time we go out, what if we no, went we're to, not like, going a to a wine, wine tasting? No, no wine bar, no cheese, nothing like that. I like cheese. I like cheese, too, but not the fancy cheese. I would eat a whole block of cheddar if I was hungry enough. Yeah, yeah. Cheddar, sure, but like all you these other... You know what's a go-to move? Just take some, take some uh, nacho chips and shred the, the cheddar and just make nachos. <laughs> 30 seconds in the microwave. See, that's not fancy, though. I, I can no, do that. It's not fancy. I don't want to go anywhere fancy. So you just, your wife orders you a white wine? Yeah, if she insists that I have to have wine, yeah. Why would she insist you have wine? Why don't you have a beer? I would prefer to have a beer. But, like, if you go to, like, an upscale fancy place. Like, we're going out next week for uh, for Valentine's Day. I'm sure, I'm sure she's going to order oh, wine shoot, for me. Valentine's Day is next week. Yeah. 14th? That, that's the same day every year, right? Yes. What day of the week is that? I believe it's a Thursday this year. It might be a Wednesday. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. I am very romantic. Because I will wish my wife a happy Valentine's Day around 5 p.m. <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys are actually going out, going out. Yeah, we're going out to dinner. Yeah. Fancy schmancy place? Yep. Fancy, fancy place. But is it like American food? French? What's the what's Steakhouse. The vibe? Steakhouse. That's not that fancy. I mean, it's pretty fa- It's expensive. You won't get a, you won't, uh, it can't be fancy. You should get a glass of red wine with you. You're going to get a steak? No. Yeah, definitely going to get a steak. No red wine for me. Don't like it. Let me ask you a quick qu- question. I go to steakhouses now. And I now ask for, um, if I get a T-bone, I ask for the bone so I can bring them home and make, make uh, stock. That's real dumb, isn't it? <laughs> You're a weird dude, man. I like making French onion <laughs> soup, get, man. You get like a to-go bag for the bone? Yeah. <laughs> You're weird. Yeah. And like, there's a steakhouse I go to a lot. Enough that, that if, they're, if, they're, if they have no reservations, they'll get me in. And I've always been kind of hoping they'll just be like, here are 12 bones. They haven't done it. I need to know a little bit more here. When you ask the waiter for a to-go bag for the bone of the steak right. you've already eaten, yeah, does he look at you weird? So the first time I said, I knew the guy, I go, hey, would it be, we're making a lot of French onion soup, would it be weird? And he goes, you want to take the, the bones home? I go, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, man, like, people, that's a great call. And they have the best French onion soup I've ever had because they keep the bones and they use them to make the beef stock. I mean, yeah, I think they thought it was a little weird, but they pretended they <laughs> okay, didn't. Okay, okay. They charge a premium so as not to judge you for anything. Like, if we were in a double date situation there, like, right. I would have never gone back out with you again. Like, that's weird. So, like, it's the kind of place where if we went together and the waiter said, uh, yes, Mr. Mister Daddy, and you just say, just pretty daddy, and he'd say, pretty daddy, excuse <laughs> me, sir, would you like some wine? And then your wife said, yeah, he'll have the white. Yeah. yeah. He would say to you, excellent choice, ma'am, excellent choice, <laughs> Mr. Daddy. 
even though he would go back into the kitchen and judge you. Right. So what do you pay him? You're taking bones home, and I don't know how to order wine. <laughs> you pay a premium not to be judged at this place. Okay. What's this? What's this surcharge? Is that for co- that is the don't judge you for being an idiot, sir? Cost. Oh, that's got it. Money well spent here. Got it. <laughs> Could I take also? I'm just going to admit this. They have a bunch of Andy's mints on the way out. This is a very fancy place. I will often, what's the word I'm looking for? Get drunk, and I will just double handful. You can't go fistful, man. Double handful in my pockets. You can't do double that. handful. Yep. And they see it every time. Because <laughs> I walk home. So it's like, a, it's like a, maybe a mile walk from my house. So then I'll just be eating the mints on the way home at like so 11 So you got a night. fistful of mints in one hand, and in the other hand, you got your doggy bag with your, your eating steak bones. In fairness, I usually get the fillet so there's no bone. So if I, but yeah, then I'll just throw the mints in the bag, usually in my pocket. So sometimes, if I've had too good a time, I'll come up the next day, I'll like get in the pockets, you know, to open, and I'll like, oh, oh, that's right, I got mints. You're a weird dude, man. I love you, but <laughs> yeah. you're a weird dude. I understand that. <laughs> this, I like is all okay, this is all okay with your wife. Quick second story about the mints. They are, um, you walk in, the mints are on the left, right? On the other side of the mints is a table, is a, is a sort of like forest top bar table. We used to take our kids there when, when they were younger, at like right when they'd open at 5 p.m. No one would be in the restaurant. We'd take our kids there. Henry would be right next to the mints, and he would take, we couldn't get him to stop eating mints. That's the table. That, they put a barrier up. We call it the Henry Wall. I'm pretty sure they put it up so people like so Henry in specific wouldn't eat 103 mints while we were trying to wait for our steak. <laughs> Can't take you guys anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll take the white wine. <laughs> Do you have the white? Yeah, we just want the white wine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wish you could see how I dress too. Not a fancy person. I got nothing. I wore man. my I, I wore my fancy slacks in there recently. Now you can wear the uh, the sweatshirt that doesn't have the pizza stain on it anymore. I actually wore that and the fancy slacks you saw that aren't that are not sweats. They're not fancy or slacks. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. I don't understand how this guy keeps getting a job. He has failed, or at least that's not true. Excuse me. He has underwhelmed with the greatest quarterback talent of the last twenty years and the buzziest quarterback talent of the last twenty months. And yet he keeps failing upward. On Cliff Kingsbury here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Can I tell you the truth about something? I mean, the truth don't always get along. It's Ryder Than You on CBS Sports Radio. You and the truth don't always get along. What I meant to say is I don't always want to hear the truth. You're on the wrong show then, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're on the wrong show. 
Uh, stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get on the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. The GOAT conversation between Brady and Mahomes is worthy. I get it. It's a little over the top right now, but it, it's interesting. There's a lot of ways to measure it. I was thinking about this, Tom. If I am not mistaken, and again, I'm never mistaken, except unless I am, Brady lost two Super Bowls, both to the Giants. Is that correct? He lost three. One more to the Eagles as well. Oh, that's right. Been to 10 Super Bowls. The full Super Bowl. Yeah. Seven and three. Uh, Okay. So that's another interesting metric. If Mahomes goes, I don't know, six and one in Super Bowls and loses to Brady, and Brady goes seven and three, but loses three of them, is there a, does that matter? Does it matter if Mahomes never loses a Super Bowl again? I'm not sure what the answer is. But I think it's an interesting part of the equation. That's, that's what I just want you to, you know, just think about. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. Since Brady already beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl, does that mean yeah. he needs to get to eight? Is six not yeah, good it's enough? Fair. Is seven not good enough? But like you said, he lost three. So what if Mahomes never loses another one? And I think the fact that Brady went and won one somewhere else enhances Brady's legacy compared I would to agree. anybody. Yes. Now I think some of that goes away if and probably when. Andy Reid retires, and Mahomes wins another one. I mean, this could be wrong, but it feels like regardless of who you bring in, if Mahomes is still Mahomes, he's probably going to be in the mix to win them and very likely will win, win, win them. And maybe the Chiefs will screw it up, but I don't think they will. They're, they're pretty well run. Having Mahomes, if Reid retires, that is the best job that maybe has ever opened in the history of the NFL if Mahomes is still Mahomes. And, like, let's not get it twisted. You just spoke about how they are a very well-run franchise. They're going to get Mahomes' help on offense. Like, they're not going to have 44 drops next season. Led the NFL this year. They will go get a wide receiver. They will absolutely do that. I mean, look, obviously Travis Kelsey is is closer to retirement than he is his rookie year. So there's some, like, planning, long-term planning you want to do there. But... What a job that's going to be. Hiring the right people is so critical to success. I mean, give the Chiefs credit. They went out and they got Andy Reid. I don't understand what Dan Quinn is doing. I, I don't understand this news. If, if you missed this, Cliff Kingsbury is now the newly minted and appointed, he's 44, 44-year-old offensive coordinator of your Washington Commanders. Okay, so he's coming off a stint. I kept calling it coordinator. He was the offensive analyst for USC. And Caleb Williams, obviously the crown jewel of that offense. And lest you doubt that Lane Kiffin was involved, right? It's a weird title. If you think he just sort of showed up and got a paycheck from his buddy, Caleb Williams congratulated Lane Kiffin on the job. That's something like my dog, right? Like, way to go, my dog, way to go, my guy, whatever it was. So obviously... Kingsbury involved enough in that offense that Caleb Williams knows who he is and gave him a shout-out. Here's the thing, though. Think about the underwhelming reality of Kingsbury's career. He had six seasons at Texas Tech. He had Mahomes for three of those seasons, and he still had basically mediocrity. The guy was 35-4 and 40 in, his, in his six years there. It turns out if you have Patrick Mahomes and you know what you're doing, you should be able to beat everybody. You should be a force of nature. So he was not able to properly maximize Mahomes. 
and what he was about. And it's not as if Mahomes is a late bloomer. I mean, that whatever the Chiefs saw on tape at Tech is the reason they moved up in the draft to get him, even though they had Alex Smith. It's not as if the Chiefs drafted him accidentally, got him into the camp like Brock Purdy, and discovered, oh my God, this guy can, this guy can, can play. Then he spent Kingsbury four seasons with the Arizona Cardinals, and that was a poorly run stretch for Arizona. 28-37-1. Look, you can make the argument, I wouldn't probably, but you can make the argument, all right, you know, young guy, got the job, Kingsbury too soon, what was over his head. So then he does one season with, with, U, with USC as this offensive analyst, and Caleb Williams was okay. I mean, he regressed significantly. USC barely was a 500 program this past year. And you fail upwards in getting the offensive coordinator job not just of a National Football League team, but a team that is almost certainly going to draft one of the most important picks they've, they've made in the foreseeable past. Almost certainly going to draft their quarterback of the future. They have the number two pick in the draft. The Bears have the number one pick. Now, the Bears may take a quarterback, and if the Bears don't take a quarterback, they'll probably trade the pick to someone who wants to take a quarterback. So it's probably not going to be Caleb Williams. Although, don't put it past the commanders, I guess, to try and circle back on this idea that somewhat faded in the last week that Caleb Williams would refuse to go to the Bears. Man, if Caleb Williams, I don't even want Caleb Williams as a Bears fan. If he turn, if he refuses to go to the Bears so he can be a commander, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. But Drake May is on the list. Jaden Daniels is on the list. Michael Penix Jr. is on the list. Who am I forgetting? Bo Nix is on the list. I mean, they're going to have one of these guys. Or Caleb Williams, if Caleb Williams refuses to be a bear, it just hit me. I, it is, it is a, it is a, it is a perplexing hire. Look, the Commanders have seventy million in cap space. It's the most in the National Football League. They just got bought, I think, most significantly by Josh Harris, the guy that is also a part of the ownership group of the Sixers. So you have a brand new and I think pretty good owner who's running things. Sam Howe was the quarterback this past season. Commanders were bad. They won four games. Remember, Eric Bieniemy was the guy under Ron Rivera, was the offensive coordinator, and as, as, as Pretty Daddy reminded me, also the associate head coach. It was his big opportunity. Man, what a um, what a bitter pill for Bieniemy to swallow. Because all year we were sort of saying, well, the Chiefs haven't been as good, and Bieniemy's not there. Nope, Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. It's fine. They're good. And Bieniemy's unemployed and looking for, looking for a gig. The thing is, Tom, I don't... I wouldn't hire Eric Bieniemy off of this past season. Although Cliff Kingsbury just got a job, so I guess maybe it doesn't matter how you do. Exactly what I was about to say. I'd hire Bieniemy before I hired Kingsbury. I absolutely would. Absolutely here's my, would. Here's my hot take with no personal information. Eric Bieniemy is unlikable but talented, right? Even Mahomes and Reed didn't get along with him reportedly. Cliff Kingsbury is just a, I mean, charming guy with no substance. Is sort of my from a distance read. We all know people like this at work who fall upwards. They fall yeah. up the ladder. We all know them in whatever industry you work in. There's plenty of people in your office that are just like Cliff Kingsbury. Well, there's a lot of these people on TV. There's a lot of these people in the old TV business. Because the charm kind of t- Charming people, right? How annoying is that? What's the most charming you've ever been? I mean, uh, maybe, maybe to, to get my wife to marry me? Yeah, how'd you pull that off? Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. I, I she Riz had God. options. Riz God. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean I, she had options? She was dating somebody else. Yeah, she didn't have to date me though. What do you mean she had options? She's a she's an attractive woman. I'm not saying. I'm saying was she date? She didn't like when you proposed. I she hope goes, not. Well, I hope not. 
I got to talk to Jerry. I got to talk to Eric. Let me think I about hope it. Not. And like, I, let's, oh, let's. She could have had options. She could have had options. Okay. I just it wasn't like a game show or anything. And like, let's not pretend that's not part of it with Cliff Kingsbury. He's a good looking dude. That's part of the charm. You think that matters? I think it does. I think matter. it does. I think in have this case, have, it matters. Have you ever noticed how much tall people get the benefit of the doubt? Yes, as I talk to you as a very short person. Me too. Uh, full disclosure, I probably shouldn't say this on national radio, but my buddies think it's funny. To, when I was younger, not anymore, look, I'm no tough guy. But I used to, when I was younger and I would go to bars, maybe drink a little too much, I would go up to tall people and be like, you think you're bleeping great because you're tall? And they'd be like, what? I'd be like, tall people. I would just go at tall people. You're a good dude. <laughs> I am a good dude. My friends were tall. They're like, stop it. I'm like, you're a tall person too. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. I'm coming for you. Am I taller than you? Uh, I think it, I think you got an inch on me. The an- the answer is absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I am. Just kidding. I'd be thankful. I won't go at you when next time we go hang out. Right, right. We're two beers in. I'm like, <laughs> you think you're better for me because you're tall? <laughs> I am weird. All right, let's um let's talk some NFL with our guy Steve Berline. Longtime former NFL quarterback, NFL analyst, joins us next year on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 